morning. How are you? I'm very good. Very good. It's good to work with a uh, guy from the Northwest. You know. It's chilly out there this morning. Yeah, you wouldn't know. Be. You it wouldn't know because you're still here. Well, I am still here. I work at night, you know. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you All right? do. So it's it's a whole different deal with you yeah. and me. Well, your brain doesn't usually get going until, what would you say? 4 p.m. 4 p.m. So yeah. this is, you know, bear with us here this morning, please. We appreciate you uh, being part of our show today. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so I think we're probably throwing some people for a loop. Yeah. 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 Not Shawnee, not our producer. No, That's why we're doing this early is to accommodate him and his schooling. He's got a new class schedule at Kennesaw State, and we're trying to accommodate him as we've accommodated so many of our staff and other uh, you know, producers over the years. Right. Well, you know, he's got that English one-on-one, which has given him trouble over the years. Well, he gets a chance to retake. Grammar. Grammar 99. Grammar 99. Spelling. <laughs> Dangling participles, you know, things like that. Don't even confuse them. Oh, man. So here we are. You know, um, Georgia, by the way, made an announcement today. Uh, Munkin, the uh, old Southern Miss coach, he's been, mm-hmm. he's been on the coaching ranks forever. I think he was down at the Buccaneers with Cutter and all that. Jeff Munkin and Army? No, 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 no. Todd Munkin. Todd Munkin. Todd Munkin. He was Southern Miss and spent some time in the NFL. Oklahoma State, I think, is what he's most well-known for. Mm-hmm. He was the passing coordinator, offensive coordinator there. Um, so the question is, what role is he going to be? I guess just maybe a consultant because I think, you know, NCAA, you can only have so many coaches. Right, right, right. And then when they lost their specials teams coach to Arkansas, it seems that he's replacing him, but I, I can't imagine he's going to coach special teams. Maybe Kirby will coach special teams. I, I don't think so, but uh, you know, some guys don't even have special teams coaches, which is a big mistake. But that can't happen at the SEC level. Well, uh, yeah, it's Paul Johnson type of nonsense. You say that, but Mark Rick never had a special teams coach. Mark Rick had never did. That's right. right. Maybe, maybe God. Was his special teams coach? Well, there's no well, doubt about that. You know, these the things can happen. It's like soccer: balls bouncing, onside kicks. No. Put it in God's hands. What you fail to recognize is that the apostles could tackle. <laughs> in the open field, you're not getting through that. But yeah, I guess he's a consultant, and you know now you got Jamie Newman, you got the, uh, you know, a, a dual threat quarterback, if you will. So yeah. looks like Kirby's maybe evolving a little bit to this idea of doing some different things offensively instead of just running up the damn middle behind Sam Pittman's 400 pound offensive lineman every down. Well, that makes sense. It makes sense to evolve, and you know, obviously you got to keep up with the Joneses, but you know, not it's not like. Georgia's been failing in any category. I mean, Georgia's, you know, top five in the nation. Oh, yeah, baby. And will be that way, you know, hopefully for a long time. That's what Kirby's all about. How about LSU, man? What a tough week they've had, right? They win the national championship. They lose Burrow. Then they lose Brady to Carolina. They're going to be doozies. I can't wait. That's really what we I did. think they won't be available till April. I think I heard that, which disappoints me. 
Because I'm ready for a new uniform, like, right now. Well, the good news is they, the author gave them, I think, 50% off season ticket holders, all 50 of them, that if uh, if, you've, if you've recently bought a Falcons jersey, he's going to let you swap it in, right, and get one of these new ones for half off. Now, that is a brilliant mind. A lot of people don't think about that, you know. It, you know, Arthur has gotten a bad reputation for himself as the owner of the Falcons, but people fail to recognize the types of emphatic things that he's doing with this organization. Think about this. You're wearing this shiny new... Is there anything... Well, we're this is stupid in, in a couple of months. Not hot dog, right? Ketchup Dollar comes 50, out. Ketchup comes out. Guess what? You don't see it. No. You don't see it. He's thinking ahead of the curve. These are He's things you don't think about. So LSU loses Brady. They lose Burrow. They've lost, I think, now 12 underclassmen are going pro, which, you know, once everybody starts going, you've mm-hmm. got to figure that. They lose their defensive cor- uh, uh, coordinator. Rand is now the head coach at Baylor. Mm-hmm. They're in a rebuild. Yeah. All of a sudden, just like that. Yeah. But that's all right. I mean, that that really was one of those magical rises to the top that they have. I mean, that, that's not something that you can sustain. This really has been uh, uh, a season to be remembered for LSU. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it's an all-timer, all baby. All-timer, yeah. It's an all-timer. But, yeah, I just thought that was funny with Joe Brady. By the way, everybody's trying to get this number one pick from Cincinnati. Right. Like Ricky Williams type, uh, like the right. Saints did, right. like offering like right. five and six draft picks for mm-hmm. this guy. But, I, I mean, if you're – if you're Cincinnati, you got to hang on to it, right? Well, I would think for ticket sales, and, and you know, there's nothing to do in Cincinnati. And if you can't draw, I mean, come on, come on, watch. What the has players. nothing to do with Cincinnati? I said there's nothing to do in Cincinnati. Oh no, gosh, no! You can go down and, and watch the riverboats go by, which is fun. Uh, but otherwise, there's not much to do. You're right. Chili Mac, the very underrated dish. Chili Mac, there's a lot of nice little dive. Bars in Cincinnati, uh, but the reason I say this, Carolina is one of those teams that's rumored to be offering basically anything to move up and partner Brady with Burrow again in Carolina, which would just be the Falcons' luck, right? We re-sign Cutter, right, or keep Cutter, right, and then they go out and get Brady, and then who knows? Right, and, and we'll have all kinds of uh, all kinds of energy, all kinds of enthusiasm. I mean, we're behind. We're behind the ball already in regard to Carolina for next year yeah. and in subsequent years. In Tampa, you got to think in Tampa with uh, the coach they got down there, you know, that he's going to get it going. He's a great coach, Bruce Arian. Yeah, he will get it going. Absolutely. Did you hear the latest on Donaldson? This just came out this morning. Well, obviously, he signed with Minnesota, right? They're saying, word is out, that he and Kevin Seitzer didn't get along. And so he was basically, he gave the Braves an ultimatum that if Kevin Seitzer was still the hitting coach, then he was out. Do you believe that? No, that's tough. That sounds a little. Well, yeah. apparently, Seitzer's very analytical into, or, or non analytical, right, I should right, say. Right, right, right. Not into launch angle and all this stuff and right. refused to embrace some of this technology. And uh, Donaldson had a problem with that. Well, you know, uh, Donaldson's all about you know, racking up the home runs. Yes, he is. So launch angle would be important to him. Yeah, I got friends of mine that are um, Twins fans, and they're actually not happy about the sign. They think they gave him too much, and I'm in agreement. You're talking about $100 million for a guy 34 years old that's and, and, missed two and, out of the last three years. And, and you don't know year to year. I mean, it's a crapshoot. Right. That's a crapshoot. But now the question is, what do you do? 
They got to do something big in the next 30 days. And I mean big. They have to. Um, and I think that I think the thing that makes the most amount of sense is Arenado. I know it's against everything that the Braves stand, you know, paying a guy thirty five million a year, but you've got to do something. Did you read my column today? No, I don't read your column. All right, well then, go home. <laughs> I did it. I had work to do this morning, and I, and I came right over here. So I did not read your column this morning. Was it about that? Yeah. What did you have to say? Well, it was about that, and I said there is no time to panic here. It's not. It's not a time. First of all, I want to see what Austin Riley does. I know he can hit. He's proven he can hit. It's kind of like Dansby. Everybody thought Dansby proved he could hit. You know, you go through slumps, you go through adjustment periods, and this is a a huge adjustment. Austin Riley is liable to come back and be dynamic. Other than that, I have no problems with Camargo because Camargo's going to give us $22 to $25. But but then you're starting Marcakis in the outfield. You, you've got to get a right-handed power bat somewhere. You have to get one. You can't have Freeman and then Mark. Right now, Marcakis is your cleanup hitter. No, that can't be. But that's that's it right yeah, now. What we're talking about is what I was just talking about is Austin Riley. You, you can't. Bro, he hit 130 the second half of the season. You the can't put it in. Well, this is what I'm talking Jesus to you about. Oh my I God. know he can hit because he's already hit. Catch, pitchers caught up with him. Yeah, just put him right in there. They made it. What are you going to do? Uh, I tell you what, what I'm doing. Do? Every, every time Freddie Freeman comes up at bat, I'm going four. Put him on first base, and then I'm striking out Austin Riley every single time. You know, that's so short-sighted. I mean, who was striking out Austin Riley when he first came up? That lasted for a month, and it was over. He was playing every day. Playing every day. Look, I... I Hitting everything out of the lot. If, if you want to, if I'm you want. sorry, out of the truest. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, and that's another thing. The truest announcement came on the same day that Donaldson signs with Minnesota. So I would too. Huh? I would too. You know, it just was that no, one. But what do you say? You, your wife say, where are you going? You can't say I'm going to the truest, right? Because that's just. Not right. It just, you know, that, that says nothing. No, well, get used to it. Because it's not going anywhere. I think it was, what is it, a 20-year deal? Yeah. Do you know what they get for that, by the way? The $10 million answer? a year. $10 million a year. How much of that $10 million a year do you think actually goes to the personnel in the ball club? I'd say zero. Well, where's it going? Real estate. Um, you know, who knows? Well, Other yeah, investments? Well, you know, you, you, you take all of your revenue... And you put it on this side of the page. And you take your expenses, put it on this side of the yeah. page, and you're always going to have those expenses. It's all part of the. What do you, do you think a special amount had to come out of that to go to players? What I'm saying is, it's it's found money. Okay, mm-hmm. take at least half of that money and go get a freaking baseball player and sell that stadium out every game, and then you'll make more money. Well, yeah, well, yeah that's a, that's. But a, they're not going to do that. No. They're going to go the cheap route. Or you watch. They're going to go sign some freaking scrub and put him in there behind Freeman, and it's going to be a joke. Do you think Terry McGurk can explain that to Liberty Media? What a poor job. I mean, you imagine having that job, having to go in front of the, the you know, the hierarchy of Liberty Media and be in the representation of the Braves and be like, guys, you know, here's what I need. You think they even pay Especially attention to it? No, because, you know, you're bringing in a, a wet noodle. 
<laughs> He's not dynamic. He can't explain anything. He can't show him anything. He can't plead. They're going to make a big trade. I'm telling you right now. They're going to make a big, huge trade that nobody sees coming. And I would not be surprised if it's Arenado. Well, he's the only one. No, there's a few guys out there they can make. Uh, but he's the big one. You're you talking know what? About, you talk about a few guys out there, then give me Austin Riley after Arenado. Oh, Jesus. What's with you? If you like Riley so much, guess what? You've got freaking two, two spots in the outfield. Put him back out there. He wasn't bad. All right. Yeah, you like him okay. so much. That's your boy. Okay, that's interesting. Right. That'll give me something to follow all year. Every time Riley swings at a freaking slider in the door, and like, just keep putting him out there. Come on, kid! Come on, Rilo! Rilo! Every time I've told you about somebody, you've gone through this act. This is your yeah, act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what you do. <laughs> and then, you know, a few months later, you might slip it in in the show that Bo was right. Bo was right about this one. One guy you were right about. <laughs> you were right about one guy. Who? Dansby. I'd be right but he can't stay guy. healthy. So that's even kind of like on the on the fritz. You had your voodoo doctor come and rub some salts on him, and then he came back, and then he got hurt again. Protein. Is that our new sponsor? Protein drink. Premier Protein. I want you all to run out and get it. Try it in Costco. You're going to love it. Popeye's in bulk. I don't know if you yeah, think yeah, yeah, a guy yeah, who lives yeah. by himself, maybe he would, you know, shop at Publix or he buys in bulk. You should see the kitchen. He's got jars of pretzels like this, coffee, you know, drug in them, bags, satchels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're ready. I'm out of toilet paper. Oh, God. Well, I'd hate to see that shipment when it yeah, comes we, in. We'll probably bring it in on pallets. Yeah, hey. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a lot of things to be out of. The toilet paper is not one of them. And you're here all by yourself. Help! You're screaming. Nobody can hear your screams. Except for maybe David next door. Oh, it's a fish wrapper. Finally a use for the AJC. Bring it in there. Finally a Bring use it in there. for the AJC. How about this mess with the Astros, man? Did you not, Did you pay attention to any of it yesterday? You know, I, I have. It doesn't even interest me. Well, you, you, well, the latest thing has to interest you. What? With the buzzers and the trash cans and oh, all that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was it. But, you know, but that's stealing. That's that's stealing signs. Bo, to me, Bo, it, you know, Bo, he, you know. they, he had a buzzer on his shoulder that would buzz him and tell him what pitch is coming. And he hit a home run to send him to the World Series. Okay, that's beyond cheating. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's um, sign stealing. With electronics. <laughs> anyway, right. sign stealing goes back to the 1900s. Is that really going to be? Now, now we got, now we got, you, you add electronics to it. Why is everybody surprised at this? Oh, I mean, did, you know, this, well, this, this team that's this offensive juggernaut for the last three years was like anything we've seen since the Yankees back in the 20s that's beaten everybody's ass, especially in their ballpark. It turns out that they're not all that good. It's not their talent that's making them good. Altuve, they're talking about throwing his ass out of baseball. You're talking about a guy who's on, going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And if they can prove it, and here's the thing, is that Major League Baseball is known about this, and they've been covering it up. They don't want it to get out. See, but that's baseball. You know, they did the same thing with steroids. You know, they whatever works for them. 
But steroids was a pretty big deal, right? And Astros were working for them, okay? Steroids were working for baseball because, you know, McGuire and all, everybody, big boppers, and, you know, everybody was going crazy, what's going on. It was good for them. It was great. Then they get a conscience, you know, because everybody called them out on it. The same thing with this uh, sign-stealing thing. They want to cover it up. I remember, you know the best thing I've ever seen in a baseball stadium? And I worked for the Braves for, for five years. was in 98 when Sosa and McGuire were doing their thing. Cardinals came to town, three-game weekend series. when ESPN had Friday night baseball. So it was 8 o'clock first pitch. McGuire took batting practice. This is a Friday. They, he came out, I would say, 5.30 to take batting practice. There were 45,000 people in the right. stadium. Three hours, two and a half hours before the game. Yeah. I mean, it was it was unlike any buzz that baseball had ever seen. Right. And they loved it. And baseball milked it, and it's, oh, well, we can't do this. You know, it's, you know that, that's baseball. Yeah, this buzzer thing is too much, though, man. That is. I didn't know about yeah, that. Yeah, it's too much. And it, they've shown the replay. Altuve hits the home run off of Chapman to send, it, to send him to the World Series, right, in Houston where they were doing this. And, you know, Chapman, who throws 90% fastballs, mm-hmm. he's sitting on a changeup now all of a sudden. He hits it, they win the World Series. As soon as he hits it, they show Chapman, he's just going, there's no way you hit that pitch. Like, right. I, there's no freaking way. I've been doing this my whole life. Right. And he's sitting there in denial. I mean, he just cannot believe it. Altuve comes around the bases. As he comes down the bases... They, they start to grab him. He goes, he grabs like this, and he goes, you can read his lips. He goes, don't you rip my shirt off. And they start laughing because he's got the buzzer right here. Oh. He scores the winning one, goes in the dugout, changes clothes, and then comes out and celebrates with his teammates. They oh. did this shit for years. It's incredible. It really is incredible. And the guys that orchestrated the Coros, the Beltrans, whoever else was involved whose idea this was, MLB is trying to protect them because they know everything. Right. You know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if other teams were doing this. I mean, how deep does it go? But that's why baseball issued that statement that they're going to find any team that says anything about this $50 million. So there's a lot what more. Mean, any team that says anything about Any team that says anything publicly about this situation, mm-hmm. anything, is get fined $50 million. So it's a huge cover-up, man. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got players that are whistleblowers that are coming out now saying, look, this has been the word amongst our peers for years now that mm-hmm. the Astros have been cheating. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, that's baseball. I mean, they're, they're going to make a big deal about, oh, wow, you know, this, you know, just like $50 million, you mentioned anything about it. You, they knew about it. How about the Hawks getting Teague back, huh? That's terrible. Why is that terrible? Because it's because it, it's it's the only time in this rebuild and this remake that we're going through that we that we've done a negative thing. I don't see how it's a negative. He's because, not because, before he because was, he's a locker room malcontent. Negative. And because he's a prick on the on the floor. Never. Never. I don't know where you're getting this from. I've watched every one of his no, games. No, 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 no. I've pro- watched every one no, of his games. Teague's a great guy. His problem was, you're confused with Bibby. Teague's problem. Oh, Bibby? Dude, Teague's Bibby was you're so wrong on this. You're so wrong I'm not wrong on this. Teague's problem, and the reason we ran him out of town, is because Schroeder was his backup, and we needed Teague to step up and be aggressive in the playoffs, and he wouldn't shoot the ball. He would defer to everybody. He didn't have that in his DNA. And so Schroeder would come off the bench and make 
make him look like a, you know. Now he doesn't have to be the guy. He's a freaking backup point guard. It's perfect for him. He's not a malcontent. He's never been a malcontent. He's always been a malcontent. No, you're very confused. I'm not confused. I know the guy. How many times have you spoken to him? How many times have you been around him in the locker room? A few. But, I mean, what, why do you say he's a malcontent? I never, he is. What I do watch him. I view him in the locker room. I view the way he sits there. I view the fact that he doesn't interact with anybody. I view, he's I an introvert, I for see, sure. No, he's an introvert. I see him uh, on game day, and I see him not able to emote. I see him not able to be engaged. I see him reluctant to take the ball to the basket. I see him reluctant to, to keep his dribble in the paint and make things happen. He's one of the worst point guards I've ever seen in my life. He's a backup point guard. He's not a go-to guy. He's not even a backup point guard. He, he's negative for us. It, it's a negative addition. Well, we'll see when he plays uh, Saturday against uh, Detroit. What are we going to see? We'll see. What we won't see. I will see. You can't see. You're unable to see what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know the only thing I ever saw from T, who I worked for the Hawks the whole time he was there. I was there every night. The only thing that I ever saw from him is that he was hesitant to be aggressive. He was very passive. Right. And that was a huge problem at that time for that team because we needed him to be that guy. Right. And he refused to be. Right. And he also would dribble into the paint, pick up his dribble, and be lost. He could not keep his dribble. I was telling you this for four years, five years. However long I've known you, he can't keep his dribble in the paint. So he goes in there, picks it up, and everything stops. He can't go through it like a Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Tony Parker's a Hall of Famer. Tony Parker, I'm just, it's an example. If you think about Tony So you say he dribbles into the traffic and stops. That's what he does. That's what Teague does. Okay. This ought to be interesting. You're putts. I'm just telling you, you're wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm telling you, you're wrong. Time will tell. Time will tell. I think he's a perfect fit for this club. We need a guy who can score off the bench and handle the balls. He's guard. not an addition. Okay. Well, we'll see. That's why I think you're wrong. It's going to be interesting. I'd rather have Brandon being the backup. Goodwin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, he just now started to kind of come into his own. I wonder how he takes that psychologically. I wonder what they saw in Brandon Goodwin that said he's got no upside. Because I thought he was well, he's a not a facilitator. Backup. He's a scorer. Well, I thought he was a perfect backup point guard. But he's not a facilitator. He doesn't make guys around Neither him. Neither is Teague. I disagree with that. Teague man. has no. He has no. He's not so young, but he has yeah. no capacity for the game. He's got no basketball smarts. He, he, he's been blessed with great quickness. That's it. They left the brain out of it. Uh, he definitely doesn't have that killer instinct. But, again, as a backup, you're not expected to do that. That's no, why I think it's perfect. A backup. We need a backup point guard. I know we do. You know, I was hoping Brandon Goodwin could evolve into that. The last thing I wanted was to see this negative character coming back. He's, he's not a negative character. He's a negative character. I know him. I watched him. I've been studying him. I've been around him. I don't. I don't make proclamations about guys, and, you know, just for the heck of it. Well, the good I'm news is, what's wrong. the good news is you've got even what's not good. The good news is you've, well, you've never liked Teague. The good news is you've I've got. Never, I've never liked his game. You've got forty games, and if you don't like him, then you don't have to resign him. He's a free agent. So there you go. And you got rid of Alan Crabb. Boo hoo. So it's not the end of the world. Crabb was the scorer. Oh, give me a break. Crabb that was, sucks. 
I mean, Jesus Christ, really? That's what you're doing? Crab was a scorer. Crab I could be a scorer good. on this team. You couldn't be a scorer. I could do. If I was Alan Crab's height, I would be every bit of players Alan Crab. No question about it. If I was 6'6. Well, me too. If I was 6'6 and maybe it up. 50 pounds lighter. You would be Alan. What do you, what do you want to do? What do you, what do you, <laughs> you would be Alan Crabby. That would be you. That'd be a. That's great. I'll be here all day. That's great. I'll be here all day. So, yeah, so he's not going to play until um, they play San Antonio tonight and they play Detroit tomorrow. So he'll be uh, for Detroit here tomorrow. Why not tonight? I don't know. But he's not playing. Well, he probably told me he didn't want to. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, shoot. They made it. Munkin is the new offensive coordinator at Georgia. No kidding. Wow. So how do you keep wow. – because Coley's the recruiter, man. How do you have that conversation and keep him on board? Wow. you got to really be a hell of a salesman to say, look, I guess you pay him the same. That would start, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you have to. And we're not going to take any of your your money away. Well, what title are they giving him? Offensive Coley. Oh, I didn't Coley. say anything about Coley. Let's see here. Why don't you, Phil, talk about your – well, it can't be co-offensive coordinator. That wouldn't work. No, no, let me see. So, Munkin, new OC. George has added former Cleveland Browns offensive coordinator Tom Munkin to the same position on its coaching staff. Sources confirm on Friday. Munkin will take over play calling duties for the Bulldogs this coming season after their offense struggled. We know that. Georgia assistant James Coley, who called offensive plays, is expected to move into a new role. That's all it says. Yeah. So, yeah, you got that, and you got Matt and Luke. So it's going to be a completely different mobile quarterback. I like it. I, I do, like too. The people to bring in. I like, uh, you know, the, the, the thing about Kirby is that, you know, he's going for it. You well, know, he's got, in SEC, you know, you've got to be proactive, you man. Know, you, you can't know, sit well, back. You know, and how long at, at Georgia we haven't gone for it? And we just kept the status quo. Everything's fine. Everything, you know, years and years and years. Yeah. That's why we're Georgia, not Alabama's Alabama. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I hope this isn't like a trend thing that we're not trying to be like LSU and try to catch lightning in a bottle. That this is something that's no, that's thought out. I don't think at all. I think this is Kirby, you know, wanting to be better. Yeah, that's the beauty of him. I tell you, it's going to make spring real important. You know, to get that continuity on well, that. Everything You're rebuilding blooms. everything. Everything blooms in spring. Hey, Australian Blooms. Open going on right now, and we all know what that is. Yeah. First Harbinger. First Harbinger of spring, even though it's 70 degrees here. In well, it's been harbinging. Uh, been harbinging a lot. fall here. Yeah, we haven't had much of a, a which winter. Which is good. Which is good. I mean, some people won't like it. I know some people like the cold weather. Not me. I like this. Right. Well, you were looking at retiring down in Florida. The beauty of this is Florida's come to you. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Well, you don't have I, to I wouldn't anywhere. retire in Florida. I'm looking yeah. forward to what, Disney what, next week. Put me in a place like the Villagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Del, where, Del Boca Vista with where, the shuffleboard yeah, court shuffle and everything. Board and they play cards and everything. That would yeah. be great for Slap them. Barbara on the rear. Whoa. Mr. Bach. Hello. What did we tell you about that? <laughs> <laughs> You're out, buddy. Oh, no. Then you got to call your kids to come get you. Oh, God. It'd be embarrassing. Terrible. Maybe you could get a lucky and get a good roommate like Bob Barker or something. That'd be cool. He'd be fun. He'd be awesome. Is he still alive? I don't know. Well, he might have propped him up at the villages. <laughs> Is Bob Barker still alive? 
He's got to be damn near 100, right? Uh, he is still alive. He's 96. Wow. 96. We're 70 million. If you were 96, we're 70 million. What would I be spending? I'd be doing things. I wouldn't be at the villages. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I bet Bob's got a nice place somewhere in Santa Monica, you know, overlooking oh, yeah. the water. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Think he walks around with his little microphone? Of course he does. Of course he does. That's how he calls the servants. Do you know where that thing's been? <laughs> Please. Please. What is, you know, we got kids. God's sake. God's sake, sir. Oh, man. Well, unfortunately, I got to go. I got to head back to oh, town. Stop. I, I got do. I got a meeting. Talk about you, you, you get here in the you know, middle of the night. I don't even have my stuff together. <laughs> you should have seen Bo coming down the stairs this morning in his robe with the mohawk. Hey, Let me ask you a question. Why are you banging on the door when I have a phone and you have a phone and you have my number? Because you don't answer the phone. I don't answer you the don't phone. You don't answer the phone. I yes, answer sir. the phone every... Did you try? You didn't try. I didn't try. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that if I banged on it, that would, that would incline you to come down. You know, yeah. If I just answered the phone, you could snooze, you could, you know, whatever. Right. Well, I just threw my robe on and a jock in case it got physical down here. And, you know, I would, you know who's banging on my door? Do you put your hair into a mohawk before you go to bed? Or is that just you sleep, like, you know, with something no. on your hair? How does that happen? <laughs> well, if you sleep on your right side, this goes mohawky here. Yeah. You shift it over here, you go mohawky here when you lie on your left side. You look like one of the guys from The Clash from the cover of Combat Rock. <laughs> <laughs> you just straight up, man. That's a good look for you. I'll see you. Jeff right. Teague is going to be a good fit here. No, shut up. That's okay. So We're going to trade for Arenado. And I can't wait to see these new Falcons uniforms. 